Okay, there we go. All right. Are we ready to get this over with? Definitely. Ready. Internet and welcome to another episode of Geek Anthology. I am your host, Neil Cordray, and I am joined this week by the one true Ben and Mike. And well, here we are. We made it. Last episode of 2020. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! The thing, you know, we uh we actually cheered for this shit back in 2019, you know? <laughs> we did our perspective episode like is 2020 gonna be here um we thought so well i mean numerically it's the year of the double crit so you know it kind of yeah the problem was what we weren't what we weren't expecting was that uh that was that was the gm rolling not us Uh, i hadn't uh, hadn't even thought about it that way it's uh yeah well played yes the gm rolling the double crit (laughs) yes we're kind of fucked yeah. Huh. What a year. Sorry, I'm chatting with my uh with my dear brother. Well if we wanna <laughs> if you wanna take the optimistic approach for uh twenty twenty one, we can just say that um it turned out to be an inconsequential role that the GM rolled so well on. And, uh, I'm not uh, sure I'd call it inconsequential given how many people died, but okay. Right. But still, um yeah, we're still here. Yeah, it's not a. As long as we made our saves, as long as it's not a TPK, I think we're good. Congratulations, you made your save. <laughs> oh, we're getting morbid and dark for, for the last episode of the year. Yeah. Well, um, in the, year. the entirety what? of the universe, but okay. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're going to reflect on the on the good and the bad of the year with our. Our kind of standard end of year and beginning of year fair, which is the end of year retrospective, and then next year we'll do our May 2021 be a damn sight better than 2020 episode. But uh, well, right now the bar's pretty damn low. Yeah. Year in review. Uh, but first, of course, we've got signal boosts. We always try to have signal boosts. Right. Who wants to go first? Well, Mike, you had something, right? Were you talking about something, or were you asking me because you didn't have anything? Well, I've got something, but it's not exactly something that needs the boosting. Um, I tried Neither. that uh, Among Us game, and uh, it's pretty. Oh, yeah. Among Us is free. Basically, great. you know, it's like Mafia or Werewolf or whatever in space. Right. I, and, I bought uh, that and played it as well. It, I can I can very heartily agree. It is fan damn tastic. If you have a big group, it's especially chaotic and fun. Um, it's uh, just. So, so people know um, you can get it on Steam for five bucks, but technically you can get it for free as well. Uh, it's free on Android, and there is a free and legal Android um, emulator called BlueStacks that you can uh, that you can play on uh, PC. Yeah, so you could. That's what I did. I decided to slide them five bucks personally, but we had a we had a big group of people, and uh, not everybody had it. And I you know hadn't played it before, so thought I'd at least give it a shot first. But yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. Basically, yeah, I, for people that aren't aware, mm-hmm. you know, a typical mafia werewolf type thing is whole like one person is you know is like 
the murderer or the the you know the, the traitor imposter. or whatever. So in this case, it's the saboteur. Well, technically, they call it the imposter. The but imposter. Yeah. The imposter runs around and kills the other people and sabotages the systems on the uh, spaceship that you're all on. And by sabotaging it, that means that a little thing comes up and everyone has to run to go try to fix the thing because if you don't fix the thing, then the then, uh, spaceship blows up and yep. the imposter is one. And if they uh, if they pretend to make a bunch of spaghetti, then they're an imposter. But, um, but yeah, if the uh, uh, the other, of course, win condition is if the imposter kills everyone else, then they win. And well, if you play with almost people, everybody, you can um, you can have more than one imposter. Um, mm-hmm. So like we had uh, how many people did we have? We had like eight or nine people playing, and so we had two imposters. So you know the whole the mind games get to a whole new level when you have more than one imposter. Yes, indeed. It's uh, it was a lot. Like I, I, I played a bit, and it was a lot of fun. We uh, we play it as a uh, as a thing in our uh, um, our at work. We have uh, basically it's like if we have extra time at the end of the night, uh, we will get together and play uh, play um, play that thing. So they can't remember among us. Yeah. So and it's our whole team theme. So, so yeah, it's kind of <laughs> interesting. I learned some interesting ways to get the uh, interesting ways to win, which I will not reveal here. <laughs> your your uh, your thousand IQ big big brain plays. Well, actually, I learned from other people who do it more often because I only play it like for thirty minutes at a time at the end of the night. So mm-hmm. yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it's a fun game. Yes, it is. So uh, mine mine is actually two books. Uh, this week. Uh, one is by a fellow writer, fellow indie writer uh, named Neil Litherland. Um, it is called Marked Territory. I'll drop a link for you here uh, in a moment. And uh, it's basically, it's written as though from a cat's point of view. Uh, it's kind of urban fantasy because, but it's it, more in terms of red sheet, you know, was it Redwall or Red uh, uh, or... Redwall was the Brian Jakes... Uh... Yeah, but you know, basically, where animals have societies and things like that. Yeah. So, um, and then the other is from uh, is a new uh, short story collection uh, from P. N. Elrod, who's another writer I know. Uh, she wrote the Vampire Files. At Elrod, yeah, I'm I'm roughly familiar. Yeah, and Didn't she, she write True Blood. What now? Isn't she like the the person behind True Blood? No, that is uh, that's the person who wrote Suki Stackhouse. Oh yeah, that's that's Stackhouse. Sorry, my bad. Um, I know her because she's collaborated Charlie with Pierce. Butcher a few times, uh, and uh, and he's put some stuff in uh, anthologies she's made that are Dresden related. So. Right. Yeah. So she's uh, she's a buddy of mine in the uh, on on Facebook. So should I put this in the? Shit, uh, she wrote. I she wrote a couple of the Ice Strahd books. She did, as a matter of fact. <laughs> so, all right. So here's a signal boost uh, for Neil Litherland's marked territory, and he's wrote some other stuff too. Um, he spells it wrong. What? He spells it wrong. He spells what? Neil. Oh. Um. Yeah. I realize that that spelling it that way is a, is a shortened form of Cornelius. But as someone who spells their name with an I, I take offense to everyone who spells their name with an A. Well, the one true shtick is already spoken for, so figure out another gimmick. <laughs> right. Well, I, I just, I just, I, I will maintain that it's spelled wrong. 
So yeah, but uh, this is and I don't I don't normally go for um, short story collections. I, you know, I like my uh, you know I like my stuff uh, more um, you know more beefy. But yeah, she also did uh, Jonathan Barrett uh, Gentleman Vampire series, starting with uh, it's Drawing Dead is what it is. There she is, and this is uh, this is her first. Uh, this is her first indie stuff. She actually did this all on her own. So very cool. So this is um, so everything here, and she's a she's a she's a working artist, right? She does everything on there. So go. Yeah, she's been she's been in. I mean, at this for years and years. So yeah, she's uh, she's edited a few. Uh, she's edited a few antho- uh, anthologies, um, and she's been you know in quite a few anthologies. So mm-hmm. yeah. She's an accomplished, yeah. uh, accomplished writer. Uh, like I said, a- I'm familiar with her because she uh, edited my big, my big fat supernatural wedding, which uh, mm-hmm. which had uh, Dresden short story something borrowed in it. Right. Yeah, I've got that one as a matter of fact. So, um, but yeah, we've uh, so yeah, that, those are my signal boosts for the night. Um, so anyways, what else we got? What you got? Uh, so I've got um, I've, I've got uh, two things. One, um, as of we're, we're recording this um, on December the 9th, and uh, I just got done playing about an hour and a half to two hours of Cyberpunk 20, 2077, and it is goddamned amazing. <laughs> like, it, it's, it, it's, it's so far, it is like, admittedly, I'm an hour and a half in, which means I haven't finished the tutorial yet. Like, I, I just barely got into Night City. Now, admittedly, I'm taking my time. And kind of and enjoying it for the spectacle that it is. I'm not trying to speed run the game, but like I literally just got control in the open world <laughs> when I quit. Right? Yeah, I just checked it out. Uh, I am four gigabytes of RAM shy. Of oh. uh, yeah, it requires twelve. I have eight. It requires eight? Huh? It, on God Galaxy, it says the requirement is eight. So well, there's, there's the requirement, and then there's the recommended. Maybe you're thinking... Uh, well, I will say that I'm running 16 gigs of RAM, which is the recommended, and uh, yeah, I still had to turn off ray tracing because um, it lagged my system. Right. So I'm thinking I may have to order some more RAM. I, like, if there's going to be something you're going to order RAM for, I'd say this is a, de- this is a uh, worthy inclusion. Right. So, yeah. I'm going to download a wallpaper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm uh, I'm very much very much excited here. I'm streaming it over on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash ringing on blue. I'll have VODs of it up on my uh, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash a bunch of random letters and numbers because I don't have enough people uh, watching uh, subscribe to me yet to get to, to get a slash ring it on, but uh, you'll find me there. Um, and I'm going to be streaming it for the foreseeable future um, because damn. <laughs> Right. Um, I'm very much enjoying it, and I have uh, I had to turn on streamer mode uh, because uh, Twitch had Twitch gets uh, twitchy, ironically, about uh, nudity in games and um, and copyrighted music. Luckily, they actually enabled a streamer mode to be able to disable both of those things. Right. Admittedly, that means that I don't get to play with the breast size and nipple size sliders in customer in character creation, but. You know, these are the sacrifices I make for my adoring audience. Right. Well, technically, uh, you do. You just don't get to stream. Show it. Just can't stream it. Yes. Right. 
although the character create the character creator is quite detailed like i i i futzed around with that for probably a good 10 15 minutes which is a lot longer than i usually spend doing character creation especially for a game that apparently is 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 supposed to be entirely first person um but I've, saw, I've, I've seen my reflection in a few surfaces, and I look good, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, is there, least, is there a third-person mode, though? Not that I've been able to find so far. I think there's a photo mode. So it's um, really just for taking screenshots and for the occasional reflection, then? Yes. And that, that will still be a thing that will be available to me. Um, but yeah, I'm very much, uh, very much enjoying what I've been doing so far. Um, and since I also still try to signal boost people who are far more popular than me on YouTube, um, there's a YouTuber I've been watching a lot called, uh, who's goes by the name Sinvicta. Um, and primarily I've been watching him because he does a daily stream of the binding of, I- of Isaac, uh, rebirth or not rebirth afterbirth. Um, and, uh, he's closing in on a thousand day win streak. Yeah. Which is very impressive. I'm I, I'm wonder slightly if he maybe like make sure makes sure that he's got a good run and records more than one run and something and saves comes. But I don't know. I could also just be he could also just be that good. Um, it's possible to be that good. I'm not that good, but it's possible. Um, so that's that's what I got. Um, spoiler of the good goddamn. I guess it's the end of the year. Um, yeah, twenty twenty sucked. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, 2020 was, yeah, definitely it's like a, you know, the GM rolling double crits. Yes. Uh, um, as, 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 as a massive homebody, I seriously miss going to like the two to three places I used to go to. <laughs> I mass, I really wanted, would love to leave my house to do more than grocery shop at seven in the morning. I go when the at-risk people are theoretically are shopping because technically speaking, I have three different at-risk categories that I could fall into. One of them not being age. What? One, One of them of not them. being age, no. But I am obese. Mm-hmm. I have a history of, uh, of respiratory ailments, specifically pneumonia. And I have a family history of diabetes. I myself am not diabetic, but I have a family history. These three are risk factors for me. So I feel like I can get away with um, visiting um, the grocery store during the I'm at risk for COVID hours. Not that anyone ever really bothers you about it, but yeah, I'm ready and, for that done too. Yeah, well, good news on that front. Um, UK is actually doing mass inoculation, um, and so far there only appears to be problems with people who have a who who, who have a, a tendency towards anaphylaxis, which is you know some a problem anyway. Apparently, right? there's some there's some allergic reaction issues to the Pfizer vaccine. But that means that uh, that the UK gets to be the nice, really big case study for everyone else. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> yeah, um, there's uh, there's a lot of. Yeah? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot around around the first person who got the uh, got the actual vaccine. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. I mean, if if we'd had today's uh, today's media when Salk, uh, you know, put out the polio vaccine, somebody'd be going, "Hey, so and so got the first vaccine," you know. Well, I mean, the, the Salk vaccine was actually very like it was it was it was a media event. Just the media event was newsreels before the before your movie, right? Uh, 
And like people did in fact line up for the polio vaccine. Yeah. And uh, you know, good good on them. Um uh, so a year in review. 2020 sucked. Thanks for coming to the episode. We'll talk to you next time. Um, <laughs> Thanks for coming to our TED Talk. Thanks. <laughs> Got it first. <laughs> Probably because of the delay. <laughs> well, I'll say one thing for certain that kind of dovetails from general talk there about COVID-related stuff. Certainly a hell of a lot m- less movie stuff to cover this year, considering how few movies actually yeah. came out and were delayed. And I mean, there's some that yeah. just did the whole like, digital-only thing. Um, it's kind of all over the place um, with on the movie side of things. Um, I did see... Uh, I super miss movie theaters. I, I did see some stuff uh, streaming um, the uh, that are actually uh, new movies. Of course, one of them was actually just specifically for Netflix, uh, The Old Guard mm-hmm. with uh, Charlize Theron. And it was actually a pretty good movie. It's an action movie, both interesting supernatural twist, these quasi-immortal people. Um, who are like basically oh, right. a, yeah the old guard think of it as a global immortal spec ops team uh, it's pretty interesting premise and uh well shot and pretty cool action sequences and stuff so i recommend it in general when you said the old guard i actually was thinking you were referring to netflix as the old guard of the oh hi uh sorry of the old guard of streaming <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I got distracted there because um, apparently one of the extras that came with uh, my Cyberpunk 2077 download is a legal copy of the second edition of the Cyberpunk 2020 rulebook. Wow. <laughs> so that's that. Okay, I'm happy. Um, <laughs> I didn't have that one. <laughs> right. So have either of you guys seen that movie, The Old Guard? The old, I I've heard, of, I heard about it, but I haven't. Uh, yeah. It's like one of those many things I started watching, and then I'm going, oh, I've got to go do that other thing, and never got back to it. Yeah. I also have the, that book in Polish. Uh, <laughs> I saw the new Bill and Ted movie as well. Have either of you guys seen that? I have not. I am interested in it, but I haven't. I have yet to see it. What is it on? Uh, um, I don't recall. This is a, a Plex situation, but I'm, right. not, I'm not. Yeah, I'd have to look up the distribution. But it's called Bill and Ted Face the Music, if anybody wants to search for it. I heard it was good. It's pretty good. It's not, you know, it's not anything revolutionary. I mean, then again, it's Bill and Ted, so what do you expect? Right. Uh, You know, I think there's a high nostalgia factor, so people get all hyped up about these things because they're nostalgic, and then they actually consume them, and they're like, all right, well, that was okay, and then they move on. (laughs) Uh, I didn't get into the hype like some people did. I mean, I thought it was pretty crazy that it was actually a thing that happened. Right. um, uh, Alex uh, Winter is, is... uh, actually really doesn't look as different as you might think um so <laughs> right it it's not it's not mario reeves. lopez or anything right he's not the blood of the of the young but right and seeing keanu reeves without a beard anymore is just weird a little bit yeah i don't know i i, I kind of see him in all these different contexts so i don't really have like a clear version right. of him in my mind because it's like one moment he's popping up in the cyberpunk and one moment he's in a john wick movie and one moment he's in a bill and ted movie right. one moment people are sharing old memes of him from like years ago or decades ago and so i just you know his image is this amorphous blob for me <laughs> well it helps that he's an immortal yeah let's say yeah there's and there i mean but i think we uh and, and this year has a, has had a lot of stuff that just kind of flown under the radar. Uh, for instance, uh, Love and Monsters was uh, an interesting one that that came out. 
Um, love and monsters, in case love you love and monsters. Yes, because I heard loving monsters yeah. as in loving. Yeah, like no. loving. Yeah, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we had we had a lot of interesting movies come out, but this was definitely the year of streaming. You know? Yes, it was because nobody could leave the house. Well, the other thing that's so funny about it is now all these movies um, are going to be able to put a little like bullet point on their resume, like top blank of 2020. Right. <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, I mean, it's a giant fucking asterisk, but sure. Right. Yeah. This is 2020. We were the best. We were the best James Bond movie of 2020. <laughs> Wait, is that even? I, I, I thought that's not. No, even there wasn't out. a James Bond movie in 2020. No. Yeah, it's coming like, out next year. That, that that's that's always one of my uh it's one of the those overly narrow narrow superlatives it's, right uh, that's what the the trope is <laughs> because of course there's a trope right and there's it's also um it's there's kind of uh, the release <laughs> is kind of like bottom heavy or late or whatever you'd call it as far as like coming out late in the year because so many things were delayed when it comes yeah. to various media so you have a shitload of stuff that just came out in the last like you know couple months or so right so yeah, a lot of it's coming out late. A lot of it's, I mean, what uh, Wonder Woman's coming out on Christmas Day. Uh-huh. Right. Um, on HBO Max. Right. You know, and... And pirate shit near you. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of people are bitching. You're like, you know what? This is, we're, you know, the weird thing about this is this has gotten a lot of people broken the dependence on, you know, on being uh, on other things. I mean, now people are learning, oh, hey, I can have groceries delivered. Hey, I can work from home. Uh, oh, I do enjoy the working from home part. I don't want that to end. Right? You I just know, want I, it to get a little bit better because right now the work from home place at my at work from home set up at my at my home office, whose uh, name I try to avoid saying because they asked me to. Right? Um, is uh, it's spotty? Yeah. And, I'm I'm fortunate. I have I have good internet. I've got a good setup. Um, but yeah, I I have an entire half of my desk that is dedicated to you know to my work uh, my work stuff. I was like, I should be doing other stuff. So. I uh, I have a my my work desk is its own desk, um, and uh, like it's actually in its own room mm-hmm. because my streaming my streaming setup is three monitors and two computers, so I kind of need desk space for that. So right. Technically, I actually had to set up a second desk just to house the tower for the for the other computer yeah. because I just didn't have space. Yeah. See, mine is a uh, mine is an L shaped desk. Uh, so, yeah. I have you know I have like I turn ninety degrees. I'm at work. Ninety degrees. I'm at home. So, fun times. So, but yeah, man, this year has been rough. Yeah, uh, it's been it's been okay. Well, I guess I never have to leave the house again if I really don't want to. Right. This has been an the problem is I just want to. Right. Um, this, yeah. This otherwise it's been an introverts. You know, it's been an introverts uh, heaven. You know, it's like oh, I yeah. don't have to leave the house. <laughs> Good. Well, even if you're not actually specifically going somewhere, it's it's healthy to get out and get some fresh air and exercise and stuff. Right. Yeah. Exactly. There's a distinction to be made. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I and see, I'm also very lucky. I have you know. Um, I have lots of, you know, if I need to get outside and get some fresh air, I have six acres to work on, but still, it's nice to also occasionally see people, you know, yeah. in conversation, hear, you know, what a voice is, you know, <laughs> remember my, uh, remember my, uh, my social, my social skills. Looking forward to maybe having a con next year. Right? 
Oh God, I do miss. I don't, I don't envy the people that have to try to plan that shit. I mean, my God. Oh God, no, I do not. I do not envy the. I envision Con announced a date, and I think it's. Uh, it's. I think it's earlier than next I, year, but I, I believe it's. I believe it's, it's, I believe it's honest. I believe honestly that what they've announced is a bit more. Um, is a bit what is the word um, ambitious. Mm-hmm. Last week of April. La- last weekend of April, I think, is still a bit early. Um, April thirtieth, May two, May May second. Um, we'll see. I might still not be willing to go to that. Yeah, we'll have to see what it looks like. Yeah. Huh. Um. This was the year of. Uh, this was the year of of uh, being every other week and having less schedule slip as a result of it. Right. Although more schedule slip closer to the end of the year. I'm sorry. It's. I've been burning out a bit because just um. This year, man. It's yeah. also the year I went on meds. So, <laughs> speaking of, I need to remember to take one. <laughs> um, because just the 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 stress and the anxiety finally got to the point where I couldn't handle it on my own. It wasn't dealing well, so I needed to deal better. Yeah, I hear that. Some good things happen in, in 2020 as well. Let's let's not try to let's not be Debbie Downers all all. Uh, Right, well, I mean, Mandalorian, uh, Clone Wars season seven. Uh, you know, we, I mean, in Nerdum we had that stuff. Mm-hmm. Was that um, was that like late 2019 into January of 2020? I don't even time has no meaning to me anymore. I don't remember when that actually happened. Right, time is uh, warp and space is bendable. It was good, I remember it being good. I don't remember when it happened really. Right. Well, the first, uh, first. Let's see here. So, Mandalorian. Well, no, I know that. I'm talking about Clone Wars. Oh, Clone Wars, season seven. Okay. Let's I don't know. I, I haven't watched any of the Clone Wars stuff. I should. I'm sure, it's all on Disney Plus. So, yeah. Uh, season seven started February twenty first. Okay, so that was early twenty twenty. All right. Yeah. right. So, other things we can celebrate: uh, Supernatural finally ended. <laughs> right. Don't get me wrong. I like Supernatural, but it's been going way too long. Yeah. No, I, I love the show, but I feel like it should have ended about three years ago. Yeah, at least like there, the, the, it had a, it's had a few really good endpoints, but then it just kept going because right, it kept making all the yeah. money. It's, um, had, it's had an ebb and a flow where it's like, okay, well, we could totally stop the show here, and then it goes on for you know a few more years. Okay, well, we could totally stop the show here, and then it just keeps not stopping. Yep. So yeah, but you know, uh, we'll talk about that more later. But um, I, you know, I, I watched the final season, and I think overall it was pretty solid season. Uh, you know, it had its ups and downs like most seasons, and you know, its whole you know filler episodes, which is like, hey. Right. Let's do a let's let's do a thing. Let's go in a case, and it doesn't really have anything particularly relevant to the overall plot, um, the meta plot for the season. But yeah, it was it was okay. Um, I mean, I'm after so many seasons, I'm just glad that they didn't really fuck it up. So I had pretty low expectation in that sense. I was just like, all right, if you have a decent ending and it's not a really and it's not a really terrible season, then I'm satisfied. And it wasn't. So hooray for mm-hmm. that. Right. And then I mean, we have. What else do we have? And we got well, we got Wonder Woman coming out this year. Um, Endgame was last year, right? Endgame, yeah, I think it was last year. Yeah, we're a little we're we, we're we're on hold on the Marvel front for a while. Yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. That's the thing is we got a lot of stuff that was delayed, but mm-hmm. of course, uh, James Bond was supposed to be this year and then wasn't. Yeah, 
they'll have their uh I, I don't know when exactly but there'll be those disney plus series coming out before you know it um yep. like the they have looking one forward to wandavision and wandavision and uh like one with uh one with who is it uh it's well, there's uh it's, and, yeah uh, it's uh falcon uh falcon and winter soldier, falcon and winter, falcon and the winter soldier yeah okay well it's confusing because in the comics continuity like falcon becomes cap and i just i don't know who's yeah who apparently he's not going to be calling himself captain america though yeah. because that was steve um right and that's i mean that's sam that's that's the way sam is he doesn't you know exactly call you mm-hmm. Cap. Stuff. He's not gonna... I think there's supposed to be a, uh, a Hawkeye mini micro series too. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's gonna be uh, Clint uh, training, I guess, his daughter to be the new Hawkeye. So that's we'll see. Speculation, anyway. Oh, I, I'm just generally excited about stuff. Right. Speaking of Marvel stuff, um, I know Ben, you picked up that Marvel's Avengers game. What are your, your thoughts on that? That is an interesting game. Um, I enjoyed Isn't it. Mostly it. dead already. I'm sorry. Isn't it mostly dead already? Well, I don't know. They keep adding new stuff. Like they're adding, uh, they're adding Hawkeye, uh, the Kate Bishop version of Hawkeye to it. Um, now, for that one, in terms of story, I loved it because it was basically putting the, you know, um, it was basically Kamala Khan, the the new Miss Marvel, uh, bringing the Avengers back together. And it, you know, it, in terms of this is a superhero story, it was great. So what you know, what's the gameplay like? Uh, the gameplay is very intuitive. Um, I'm not having to, at least on a PC, uh, the gameplay. I'm not having to, um, you know, do all these special combinations. Uh, it will, you know, it will run. It will cycle through. You can hit specific keys to do certain things. Um, you know, like different attacks and things like that. But as it, I understood, it kind of played like uh, the X Men Legends slash Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. Right. Exactly. Well, those are uh, more like top down though, and I thought this was like a third. This one was more third person isometric, but as I like understand it, the gameplay was still similar. Yeah, it's it's like uh, it's actually. I mean, it's not quite FPS, but it's like the Fallout uh, three and four games or anything. You know, uh, if you play them outside of first person, you know, so you're for oh, really uh, janky camera controls and, yeah, and see, that's hard to do anything because Fallout's amazing, but in third person, it's like kind of it's rough, <laughs> right? Yeah, but you get used to it with that one. Um, and the thing is, is you're not having to put the crosshairs on something. Basically, if you attack in the direction of something or someone, it does what you need it to do. It's the system itself is pretty damn smart. Uh-huh. So, so yeah. You they're adding stuff. You're talking about it being dead and adding stuff. I'm a little confused. I thought it was a single player game. It's a single player game, but you can uh, you can bring in other players uh, as a team to do a team. You know, to do team play. It's a pseudo single player game, right? You can do it all by like yourself, or, you can... or 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 Anthem before it. Yeah, you can so, do it by yourself, uh, or you can bring in other players to on your missions. Um, and then they're also bringing in new content. There is a new DLC that basically is a uh, that fe- features Kate Bishop, um, and it's part of the game. You don't have to, as far as I know, you don't have to uh, pay for it. That basically fe- uh, does a a side adventure with Kate Bishop. Um, where she's basically, I think, traveling in time to fix something. 
I know another big release, uh, which was around the same time, I think uh, some point in June, was Doom Eternal. And you, you've you been a big fan of the new Doom games. Neil, did you, did you pick that one up? I didn't because at the time when Doom Eternal came out, my didn't I did not yet have my new rig, and then it kind of was, I forgot. <laughs> right. Like, it, it's on my list, but... Mm-hmm. I just so have your hands full of cyberpunk for a while. So yeah, um, cyberpunk's at least going to be probably to the end of the year because I'm going to like, I, I plan on very much taking my time with that game. Like from review, from reviews of the game, apparently you can speed run the game, the, the main campaign in only like 15 or 20 hours. Um, That's speed run. <laughs> if you just do all the, all, if you just go main content to main content, right? I plan on doing, so much side content <laughs> right just to make the distinction we're not talking about an actual speed run right you're no, just talking like, about going through the main no, i'm not talking about an actual speed run but if you're just play if you're just going point to point like i'm sure that if you that that i'm sure that actual speed runners will probably get will, will probably find ways to get the game down to like two or three hours right by skipping large chunks of it but you know that that's speed running for you <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not particularly relevant. Yeah, speed running is just one of those things of hey, let's get this accomplishment. You know. Well, it uh, Doom Eternal got really good reviews, so it's definitely on my radar. I'll, I'll probably pick it up on sale at some point, but it's yeah, uh, it's it a little priority for me right now because uh, one of those games I feel like I can wait until I upgrade my computer to really you know uh, play it at its full potential. Right. Well, and then uh, okay, other things that happened this year. Actually, um, Fallout 76 became quasi-playable. I've been hearing that for a while. They added people, right? (laughs) Yes, they added added actual NPCs. So it wasn't just, you know, going through and just shooting things and and being shot by other people. So, yeah. yeah, (laughs) A couple obligatory things. It's been a good game for for, a good game for years, apparently. Or a good good year for games is really what I wanted to say, but I'm tired and my tongue got twisted. Another another year without a George R. R. Martin book, and another uh, or you know, um, Song of Ice and Fire book, to be specific, and another year without um, the uh, that space that Star Citizen game actually officially being re- so right. obligatory mentions of those not being. However, a, thing. a year with two Dresden Files books. Yeah, which technically is one really big Dresden Files book that they had to break up into two books. But... Right. <laughs> And then, uh, oh, it was the other one that I loved, loved so much. Outer Worlds, I think. The Outer Worlds was a game that came out. Yeah, it's Fallout yeah, in Space. Basically, yeah. Um, and that is something I will be picking up now that it's no longer uh, Epic exclusive so that uh, we can right. do a War Never Changes episode about it. Right. But actually, uh, it came out in late uh, late 2019, but it probably came out where you could get it later uh, You know, this year. So. Like two months ago. It was. I think it was a year, year-long timed exclusive. Right. Man, this was also the this was also the year of timed exclusives. I mean, so was a lot of 2019, but it was something that that, that drew a lot more ire this year because, <laughs> well, I want to play my game and I don't want and I and I want to be able to play it on the system on the client that I want to play on. Damn it! Right. I just haven't really been paying any attention to that because I haven't really been buying any new games lately. <laughs> I haven't bought or played very many new games. This is also true. Um, Cyberpunk is the only game I've bought that, that was released in the last two years. Right. Um, I want to buy the Outer Worlds, but I just haven't gotten around to it yet. And now Cyberpunk. But um, 
I want to play more, but it's irresponsible of me. I guess uh, the, the exception to that is um, I picked up Star Wars Squadrons, but I'm just getting that installed, so I'll have to report back later on how that plays. Right. Very um, nice. The, the reviews are uh, reviews are very good, and it looks mm-hmm. pretty badass. It looks excellent. Wookie says it's really fun, so I will report. Good old Wookie. He hasn't. We haven't. I haven't talked to him in like two years. Yeah, it's. Yeah, this has been. Yeah, this has been a, a very interesting year uh, in terms of a lot of things, mm-hmm. games, uh, things like that. The year that social distancing got added to the uh, lexicon, to the well, I was going to say to the dictionary, but yeah, lexicon too. Right. Um, by the way, I, I said this on Facebook, and I'll say it now as well. Um, we all got these masks now. Mm-hmm. Don't throw your masks away when the pandemic's over. Wear a mask if you've got the flu or a cold or something along those lines. Right. Normalize the wearing of a mask when you are feeling ill. It will help. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, assuming you have to go out in the first place. Because obviously, if possible, you want to... Yeah, if possible, just stay in the house. But if you've got to leave the house and you're not feeling 100%, put on a damn mask. Right. And if you see someone wearing a mask, don't say a damn thing to them. Don't ask them if they're feeling bad. Don't ask them why they're wearing a mask. Don't compliment them on wearing a mask either. The wearing of a mask should be so commonplace that it is not even commented upon. Unless you're wearing a really cool one, then it's like... Yeah, I mean, you could... Yeah, if you want to say, hey, cool mask, that's the most you should ever say to someone wearing a mask anymore. Right. Maybe cool mask, where'd you get it? But exactly. (laughs) Well, and see, that's the thing is, uh, and this is something that that I've seen some people do, is like, especially with kids, if they're wearing a cool mask, compliment them on it. That'll make them want to wear it, you know? It's true. I've, I've only said that I've only I've said I've said it honestly to a couple people. Mm-hmm. There've been a couple people I say, "Wow, that invisible mask you've got on is really cool. Where'd you get it?" Yeah. Because I've taken to mask shaming people at the grocery store because it's driving me insane. Yeah, but my freedoms. Freedoms. Yeah. Well, I doubt you're exactly persuading anyone by mask shaming. No, but it you're but it makes me feel good. better. Yep, it absolutely makes me feel better. Can only I can only express my rage so uh, so so much. This podcast is a bully pulpit that I that I am abusing at the moment. But uh, <laughs> yeah, wear a wear a mask, everybody. It's not it's not that hard. And yes, you really can breathe. Yeah, I you know, and the thing is, is, I think we're coming with a lot of you know, like I said, social distancing, uh, you know, things like that. A lot of new things. The world is very different now. Yeah. I had to ask someone to stop following me so close to the polling place when I voted. Like, there was a line, there were lines, and admittedly, I was walking up to the front of the line, but the other person was following me like I could have reached out and touched him. I was like, can you take a few steps back there, sir? There's, it's not a rush. <laughs> Reach out and touch me. <laughs> uh, to start playing old police songs, you know. Don't stand so close to me. Don't stand so close to me. So I like I liked the uh, I like the uh, I should just carry around a, a, an epe all the time, a fencing foil, because you know if someone's within six feet, I can just attack them. <laughs> right. Well, it'd be nice if people just respected personal space in general, regardless. Oh, yes. You know, I mean, like if I'm at a grocery store, I, I generally want to not be all up in people's business and vice yeah. versa, regardless. You don't need, yeah, and you don't need them right there on your up in your business. Yeah, that's that's, that's always been a pet peeve of mine is that 
people that don't know how to navigate a grocery store, it's like, it's not rocket science. Just you know, when you have different lanes, then treat the lanes like traffic lanes, like yeah. go down the length of the store in this lane and come back uh the entrance towards the entrance of the store and the other lane going the other way and uh don't you know don't tailgate people with your body um <laughs> don't stop in the middle of intersections and gawk pa and yeah, talk past people. them on the this stuff. is all very common sense yeah. stuff, but uh it's not really common or as common as uh it should be because people are just so oblivious like i don't i don't know that just bugs me when it's like have a little situational awareness you know it's like people should have that situational awareness in general anyway because what if something happens what if there's an emergency what if there's a crime like you should know what's going around in your surroundings you shouldn't just be staring slack-jawed at something in the middle of public you know like you should look around every once in a while and pay attention yeah, oh, yeah. mouth think... breather is gonna mouth breathe right yeah well, you know, but I think, you know, we're, I think we're also seeing, you know, who people can be both good and bad, you know? And yeah. I mean, like I, I may, I, I, I unfortunately have a tendency to fixate on the negative. Um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, no, it's a bad thing of me to do, honestly. Um, well, necessity is uh, invention is the uh, way. I'm getting it all backwards. Necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah, that is the. That, so there's the been thing, a lot yeah. of you know, a um, lot of creative, you know, and uh, innovative um, responses in in terms of uh, technology and collaboration, and communication with all the challenges uh, that it's faced. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we were talking about vaccines earlier, and you know, the fact right. that it happened, managed to pull that off so quickly, Operation Warp Speed, and all that. That's pretty amazing mm -hmm. in and of itself. Right. Well, and the cool thing was, is that the, um, the, like the, the, I was just reading about the development of the vaccine, the actual vaccine, once the uh, Chinese released the, the genetic map of the coronavirus was done in a weekend. Yeah. Weekend because they already had a tablet template of what they knew should yeah. work. So, so we, we have this thing that we think will work. We just need the genome of the virus. Hey, China, can we have that, please? Right. They finally came out. Yes, here you go. Finally. Thank you. Okay, we're done. Yep, we're done. I just need to, we just needed to paste paste this this bit in here. <laughs> exactly. I think it's really interesting that there are that that like there were a number of vaccines that were that were in development here too. Like mm -hmm. like they aren't all mRNA vaccines. There's there's other ones. Um there's one that was apparently grown inside the leaves of gen of uh, genetically modified tobacco. And I was like, can, can I smoke that vaccine? <laughs> right. <laughs> vaccine for the conscientious COVID smoker. <laughs> right. Smoking way too soon. Oh, that reminds me. Earlier in the year, uh, to kind of kind of bridge the uh, the general discussion um, about the COVID-related stuff and the the geek-related stuff, there are a lot of people that were doing uh, that were like crunching the genetic information to help develop a vaccine and treatments and stuff yeah, on uh, on full.it. Yeah, people that have been dedicating uh, time and tech resources to that, and uh, you know, a lot of people being uh, being at home and stuff. That's a way that people could kind of like it's a way that people could volunteer without having to go out into public uh, right. to do it. And that's been another thing too is just you know all the logistical challenges with um, with volunteer with volunteer uh, charity and volunteerism difficult as well. But people have been doing the best they can to still do it. They can. Well, and so you know, I saw the best in people around me, like my girl, Randy, earlier this year, 
you know, when the masks became a thing, uh, you know, and nobody had them, uh, she made over 200 masks, um, you know, just because. And because uh, people needed them. At one point, she was dropping a couple of masks off uh, with a friend at a parking lot. She'd basically taken a whole stock with her. Uh, and she was uh, at the parking lot at the high beam. Uh, and the, uh, you know, she hands it over, and this little guy comes, you know, comes t- uh, trembling out with a mask of his own on. I uh, just like, oh, great. Now they're going to you know, kick me out. I pissed them off. Uh, and he's like, hey, do you have masks? If you have any, I will buy them all. <laughs> you know, and she basically ended up giving him, you know, giving him the masks that she had because essential workers needed them. You know, we found yeah. out it was essential. Uh, and the weird thing is, is a lot of uh, a lot of mid-level uh, executives lost their effing jobs. Why? Because, oh, we don't need you. And a lot of people, you know, ended up, you know, keeping their jobs because, oh, you are essential. <laughs> You know, I'm not a big fan of declaring who's quote unquote essential and who's quote unquote non-essential. Well, the, the, what they found uh, in that situation was that um, they were able to analyze who was actually doing the work. And it was the it wasn't the it wasn't the mid level. It was the like the managers. It was like, uh, you know, the second and third tier up that were doing most of the work uh, that were actually, you know, doing what needed to be done. Um, we had, you know, and then uh, we had employers, you know, learn how to uh, innovate. Um, you know, there was one company, one, tele- uh, one telecommunications company that basically in two weeks figured out what they need to do uh, and rolled with it. Uh, and in two weeks had their, uh, you know, had their, uh, their entire centers ready to work from home. You know, now they're, now they're actually rethinking how they're doing um, you know, rethinking how they're doing building new centers. Um, some places, uh, there's one place uh, they're building up in Kansas City. Basically, they're building the whole thing designed with the idea of 90% of our people at home. And so they're building smaller centers um, and mostly to store the material they need. So All that kind of stuff is a very case-by-case basis. Um, sometimes yeah. it's more efficient, sometimes it's not. They're going to do what they have to, le- what they, what they have to do um, mm-hmm. when there's some sort of fiat placed uh, upon them. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they're, inter- they're innovating. Function between actual laws and just people, governors declaring things and all that stuff. Right. Um, anyway, well, by, the w- uh-huh. by the way, sorry, there, I just re- remembered something else that's very much worth chatting out um, that I just thought about. It's a it's a browser extension for Firefox and Chrome, and it is called um, Video Speed Controller. It allows you to um, to uh, speed up pretty much any internet video that's pre-recorded, including Hulu and Netflix. It's how I watched. Uh, it's how it's how I watched um, 26 episodes of Dragon Ball Super in a single day because I was watching it all at uh, at 1.7x speed. So it didn't take 13 hours. It took about eight. I think uh, um, does does Twitch have a speed option just in and of itself for for recorded vods? Uh, yes, it does. So does YouTube. But Hulu and Netflix don't, which is why I found this, which is why I looked for this browser extension. Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, is that some did and some didn't. Yeah. Well, yeah, Twitch, if it's pre-recorded, you can absolutely speed it up. Now, by by the nature of Twitch being live video, you can't speed up live because... Well, yeah, obviously, I'm talking about VODs. Yeah. You can't speed up reality. <laughs> if it hasn't yeah. happened, it hasn't happened. <laughs> 
But yeah, for 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 VOD playback, yes, it you can watch up to two x speed. The other nice thing about the the uh, video speed controller is you can actually speed things up to faster than Twitch or YouTube or what have you will normally allow you to speed a thing up. Like for example, right now I'm watching a uh, a video of a guy deep cleaning, uh, pressure washing a, a very very filthy car, but I'm watching it at four x speed because he apparently decided to watch it to not speed up his own footage and it's muted so that i can listen to people it's really just to watch like the years of caked on grime and mold being peeled away from the from the from the vehicle's white paint job it's i love watching i love watching these sorts of videos um i'm weird but it's turning a 20 minute video into a four into a five minute video um which so sorry that's a that's a bit of a distraction but i i remembered it because i queued up this video because why not uh, so um other good things that happened this year um i perhaps am a little bit uh, biased towards this but i got into streaming and i'm actually quite enjoying myself um, discovered that my computer is good enough to do that which i mean it's not entirely surprising but at the same time finding out that my computer is good enough to play a top-end game and stream it at 1080p 60 fps is still very uh it's satisfying um right it took a while to get the settings right to be able to do that but i did and now i have and now i can well that's another crazy thing about the years that streaming was already taking off and then you know it obviously (laughs) exponentially uh continued to grow i'll tell you what it's a good thing i already owned a webcam (laughs) because you know what you can't buy anymore webcams i got one I mean, you can, but they're hard to get a hold. Like, especially like recognizable brands, brand names are harder to get your hands on these days. Like, you want a Logitech vi- uh, webcam? Good luck. Um, kind of like firearms and ammunition. You gotta, you gotta strike at the right time. Right? Yeah, you literally have a production backlog. Of course, or, mine, you know, toilet paper. Right. Well, mine's yeah, mine is from Amazon. So. Anyway, I'm going to climb on my soapbox again for just momentarily. Don't fucking hoard toilet paper! <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a pretty straightforward one we can all succinctly agree on. I mean, come on. Just buy what you need and move on. Even, even if the worst, even if, if worse comes to worst, and you literally are stuck inside for two weeks, you do not need 60 rolls of toilet paper. Right. I have irritable bowel syndrome. I use the bathroom far more often than your average person. I go through about a roll of toilet paper every four days. Admittedly, I live alone. I did not need this much information. But that means you do not need to buy the Army's pack of toilet paper unless you are living in a household of 12. Right? There's a weird psychological thing going on there where people are just like, oh, well, I've got this thing covered. Like, this thing is in my control, no matter... What else and, is going on? and and I'm sure that a sum of it is well, geez, everybody, it, it's it's run on the banks uh, syndrome. Mm-hmm. Everybody's buying toilet paper. Well, I guess I need to buy some too. Right, exactly. Well, um, yeah, there's that. But uh, just like hoarding in general is is bad. Is is it's bad behavior. It's it's anti. It's it's anti societally productive. Mm-hmm. There's one thing, uh, there's nothing wrong with, um, you know, like being 
prepared for things, which is different than hoarding. Yeah. So hoarding is bad. Being prepared is fine. Yeah. I mean, when 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 things started, um, I made sure to go out and buy a stock of non-perishable foodstuffs. Right. To be able to last me a while. And I haven't broken into much of it because um, primarily I want to have that as a in case I, you know, I'm not, in, in case I really am not supposed to leave the house for two weeks, but, right. um, but you know, I got myself about two weeks worth of food. Yeah. I didn't buy myself three months worth of food and stick it all in my freezer and, and in my pantry. Well, it depends on the rate in which you're buying the thing. People yeah. can, people can prepare and stock up as much as they want, as long as they're not just buying a shitload of stuff all at once and yeah. you know, causing yeah. issues for other people. Yeah. Right. Essentially, I mean, re- remember that we're all in this together. I mean, that, that masking and hoarding bo- both break down into think about people other than just yourself. Right. And ultimately, if you know we uh, get to maintain a society, then that ultimately benefits yourself as well. Yes. Yeah, and you know, there's you know, and there's there's like we we tend to keep a couple of weeks of food on on you know in stock at any given point in time. Yeah. You know, and at the end of that, you know, at the end of that point, we're going, oh, hey, we just reached the end of this. We're going to restock, you know, mm-hmm. um, but you know, it's it's all in how you do it. Because like I, you know, I ordered, you know, I ordered a big pack, thing of toilet paper. I'm not going to need it for months. I'm good. But we're still going to every now and again, go pick up some toilet paper so that we, yeah. <laughs> you know, so we, you know, we've got that, that got the coverage long, long with non-perishables. Yeah. Uh, you know, but the other thing, you know, that, that I'm digging right now is book buying is becoming a thing. And guess what? Yeah. You know, people are buying my books. <laughs> so, Yay. so, you know, it's one, one way to one way to make uh, to make money during the pandemic. Right. Right. If I can. I, I accident like I, I had to order toilet paper uh, a while back on off Amazon because it was sold out everywhere mm-hmm. uh, when I needed it. Yeah. And it was mostly sold out on Amazon. So I, I bought what I thought I was buying. Mm-hmm. Was, I post on that, yeah. Yeah, what I thought I was buying was like two or three rolls maybe of um, of commercial toilet paper. Right. When I say commercial toilet paper, I mean like rest stop bathroom toilet paper and the big ass thing, right? Those big ass rolls. What I ended up with was 12 of them. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well... Um, I don't need this much. I, I might never need to buy toilet paper ever again, depending on how quickly I die. Uh, <laughs> right. So yeah. Well, and, and like it's uh, someone if a if a friend or a family member is having trouble locating some at some point. Yeah, that, that's why I, I actually put that up on Facebook. <laughs> I was like, so um. I accidentally bought a shit ton of toilet paper, no pun intended. Um, if anybody finds themselves in need of toilet paper and unable to source it, I can part with a bit. Right? I'm not asking for money. I'm just being like, hit me up, fam. That's definitely one of those posts where if, you know, if past you was told by future you, like, you're going to make a post about offering people toilet paper, like, you would be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> God. I'm sure that if I if that if I told past me about most of this year, right? past me would be like, what? Yeah. Wait, what? I'm gonna be doing. What? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> but yeah. So. Uh, 
some other uh, some other things we, we covered on previous episodes that were notable throughout the year. Of course, the big release of Hamilton on Disney Plus. Shortly oh yes, Independence Day. Right, that was good. That was great. Yeah, this was. I mean, 2019. I, I guess the past few years have really been Lin Manuel Miranda's uh, year, but yeah, release on Disney Plus. I mean, really opened it to a lot of. People. Mm-hmm. And made him about a gazillion dollars. Yeah, I mean, it was planned. It was planned to be released on Disney Plus anyway. Like they, they were. He, so I've been following Hamilton news rather carefully because I really wanted to see it. Um, because I did, in fact, try to watch the bootleg. Just it got like I was having too much difficult. Like the the bootleg wasn't doing it for me. Um, and it was it was initially slated to be released in uh, in October on Netflix, but then. Disney came in and be like, "Hey, we want to give you a lot of money to have it on our on our thing and sooner." Right. So that's what happened. Oh, um, future uh, streaming, uh, future episode for discussion that Blood of Zeus show on Netflix is. Really oh yes, I recommend that. It's pretty short. It's just eight episodes. Um, it's the same animation studio that did uh, Castlevania. Uh, which we also did an episode on earlier in the year. We talked about season mm-hmm. three, which was really good. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, if, if you like Greek mythology stuff and you like uh, Castlevania, then that's a uh, that's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, much um, much like a lot of Greek mythology, a central plot point is Zeus not being able to keep it in his pants. Right. I mean that that. You can you That's could like sum, you can sum up ninety percent of Greek mythology with unfortunately Zeus was horny. Right. Well, I saw a great meme floating around uh, recently, and it had like it had all these um, it had all these Greek gods and goddesses, and it had like you know um, a little phrase that would like kind of basically give them a little a little positive like a compliment like despite their reputation or whatever you know and like right. one was like hades is like oh well you know despite everyone fearing death he like helps people through the transition or whatever like there's all these things where like oh despite you know this god being known for this thing that's scary or bad or whatever they do this and then it got to zeus and there's just nothing there there's just no text it was like the particular one meme <laughs> uh, one god that they couldn't find yeah say. that particular <laughs> meme format is one that i'm quite fond of um yeah yeah it's fun Oh, in, in very recent news, um, Anastasia is now a Disney princess. Anastasia. Uh... The, the, if you'll recall, there was a movie that came out called Anastasia that everyone thought was a Disney movie, but it wasn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is now owned by <laughs> Disney. <laughs> right. One of those de facto Disney princess situations. Yeah, it was about, yeah, it, was, it, was the, it was a 1997 animated movie made by Fox Animation Studios about uh, about Anastasia Romanoff. Um, obviously very heavily fictitious because it involved a talking bat and a zombie and a zombie Rasputin. But um <laughs> <laughs> who had demons. But it was actually a pretty good movie. It was direct it was a Don Bluth production. Um and everyone for a long time was like, so she's a Disney princess. To which people are like, no wasn't made by Disney, it was made by Fox. <laughs> when Disney acquired Fox, Anastasia became a Disney princess, and she is, and it is now streaming on Netflix. It's a gorgeous that's, movie. That's funny because, um, you know, Princess Leia also was one of those retroactive Disney princess situations who was also, right. you know, Fox before, so yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
I was just looking at some other, you know, releases throughout the year, and another quick thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, a World of Warcraft expansion came out. Yawn. And we're moving on. Well, actually, like, interestingly enough, it's one of the, apparently, it's it's apparently one of their best-selling expansions. People, I, I've heard good things. I just, you know, I'm not going to play it, so it, it's a good point. Right. I mean, personally. Nice for you, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm happy that people that are still playing have a quality expansion, so that's good. Um, yeah. And at least, you know, in the in the sense that I think that playing WoW Classic is super silly. So <laughs> I'm glad that there's new content that is uh, that's quality content. I just don't understand the whole like, um, you know, desire for people to be like, oh, let's go back to the Halkyon days of vanilla WoW. And it's like it's kind of weird, too, that it just enough time has passed that people are considering 2004 retro. Well, you realize that was 16 years ago. Right, I do. I mean, but when it's the same game, it's kind of different, to be fair. Right. I mean, yes, the game has changed a lot over the years, right? Mm -hmm. But it's still the same game, like the same core game and gameplay. Right. You know, they'll 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 gimmick till they run out of steam. I, I I'm curious. I'm just kind of morbidly uh, curious how long it'll take before the the wind finally leaves the sails of World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure it really ever will. I mean, there's got to at least be some new, you know, iteration or something. I just, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I just feel like in general, it'll be good for everyone when it finally just is over because on the on the business side, they'll actually have to do something different or at least something new. And on the on the consumer side, um, actually, uh, you know, not be playing the same thing uh, in perpetuity. Yeah. I just think it'd be healthy in general for that thing to be that cultural phenomenon mm -hmm. to be over at last. EverQuest is still has a decently uh, strong following, and it's you know it, it's even older than WoW. Well, the thing about EverQuest is there was going to be this whole like uh, I forgot what it's called, but it, there's, there's going to be this like EverQuest. I don't know, just have this landmark thing. I forgot what exactly it was, but it was like this whole new like engine and thing, and then it just kind of like fell apart. And I, I'm not quite sure whatever happened to that. I stopped following the news. You know what I'm talking about? Um, no, not really. There's going to be like a new game, and it, they had this new engine, and it was I don't know, it was this whole thing, and then it just kind of like fell apart. I mean, there was EverQuest two came out, but like no one played it. Yeah, that didn't do so hot. Well, that was shortly around, uh, if memory serves, that was um, that was close to the time that WoW came out, like shortly before WoW came out. And then WoW, obviously, you know, the rest is history. That took off. Right. It's kind of like a VHS Betamax situation in a sense. Right. Anyway, that, that could be a good um, future episode is just a state of the MMO. Just kind of see where things are at with various franchises. It'd be interesting to kind of compare and contrast. If I could convince my... Uh my cousin rob to talk about uh working on uh swotor my cousin my cousin rob works for bioware okay yeah that's that's another one that's still still going on i'm not quite sure what the numbers are but there's regular regular mm -hmm. new content people seem just playing it yep and that's... of course the franchise is in a you know um well i don't know it's in a weird situation because the movies kind of there's been all these ups and downs with the popularity of the movies and stuff but then you know Mando is really popular, and you know, yeah. obviously we got all the Disney shows, the stuff that's kind of uh, putting wind in the sails again. Yeah. Oh, that's... and actually, the video games have been really strong recently between mm -hmm. uh, Jedi Fallen Order and Star Wars Squadrons. Like, you mm -hmm. know, that's been strong again. Oh, I, I wanted to check out Fallen Order too. Apparently, it's uh, the Dark Souls of, of uh, Star Wars movies or uh, Star Wars games. Yeah. In that, it's pretty much plays like a Dark Souls game. Um, right. But you know, I only have so much time, and I've got Cyberpunk 2077. 
Right. <laughs> so there is that. Well, this is EA finally. I'm sure that that's a game that I've been really interested that, that I've been really hyped for for a long time. Yeah. EA finally saved, and it's on Steam, so you can get to it whenever you get to it. It's true. <laughs> so yeah, I'm ready for this year to be over. Yeah. Um, that's ready for? Oh, give me a second here. Oh, uh, that thing I wanted to mention. I mentioned talking about Greek mythology, which reminded me that Hades game came out recently, and uh, hmm. heard very good things about that. Yeah. The uh what was the line? Sorry. Um to quote Colonel Sherman T. Potter, here's to the new year. May she d- be a damn sight better than the old one. <laughs> Amen to that, man. Amen to that. Uh um can't say, I can't say I've had worse years. Um I can imagine how this year could have been worse, but I can't say that I've had a year wherein I have had like things have like this was a bad year, but you know, sometimes we need the bad to recognize how good we've had it. And I hope that, uh, I hope that things get better for everyone involved. Yeah, we definitely need to, cause this is gonna, this is going to be a year that we remember for a long time. It's going to change a lot of things for, you know, for people. Just... Hopefully like er- Everyone's talking talking about how we want things to get back to normal. I don't want things to get back to normal. I want things to get better than they were before. Yeah, I think that that's something that is a real possibility. Well, I think when people say that, they're talking about a lot of things getting better. So yeah, when you use the term normal, they're talking about you know millions of people not being out of work and being stuck inside their homes and stuff like that. Dying. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. Like I, I very much like that too. Just. I want I want there to be an establishment of a new normal that right. is better that is better than the than the one we had before. Yeah. Well, if it's better and it's voluntary, then I'm all for it. Uh, I'm out of things to say about how shit this year was. Um, <laughs> I hear you. You guys got anything else? <laughs> I'm kind of trailing off a bit. Also, I'm very tired. Well, I'm not trying I... to say we need to end, but like we need to end. <laughs> yeah. Do, do we do, do we do we have any any other points we'd like to hit? Um, FF Seven remake came out this year. That was pretty big. Yeah, it'll be an ongoing thing because I think there's going to be like I think there's I, I I'm not sure exactly, but I want to say like that's being done in like three parts or something. I'm not sure exactly. It's being it's... done episodically to be sure. Right. Um. Because the fans will stand for nothing less. Well, it's just, it's kind of weird when, because when you say episodically, like what comes to mind for me is like a DLC kind of thing where it's like, you know, you get like chapters of a story over time or something. But like, we're talking about like full, you know, full, like (laughs) full game amount of content and full game price in each of these so-called episodes. So I guess it's technically episodically, but it's also a series of games. It's kind of weird. Yeah. episodically i think like you know um you know a game where it's like you know you have i don't know you pay uh you pay like 10 bucks and you get a handful of hours of content or you know what i mean like not not the scale that they're talking about more i guess an analogy to use would be like um when starcraft 2 came out and you know when they were before it came out technically they're talking about how it's going to be three you know different games over time and that became a whole thing right See, I, I, when I think episodically, I tend to think like Half-Life games. 
Half-Life 2, Half-Life 2 Episode 1, and Half-Life 2 Episode 2. Uh, Half-Life 2 was definitely the longer of the three, but they were, like, none of them were particularly short. Yeah, Episode 1 and 2 weren't particularly long. And those were, like, 20 bucks at release, not 60 um, bucks. It's true. They were they were never billed as full-on games. Anyway, it's just semantics. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, I I guess we'll we'll see um, how that goes. I don't I have a feeling that the um, I have a feeling that the next one. Well, I don't know. See, I'm kind of torn. I don't know if the next one will be more if it'll sell better or sell worse. Because part of me thinks it'll sell better because people are like, oh, it came out and it's awesome and it's established now that it's actually worth the the weight and the hype and all and the money and everything. But another part of me is like, well, maybe it won't sell as well because it's like, okay, we got that out of our system. And it's been a long time, and people don't care as much anymore, and the hype machine isn't in full effect. You know? it, so I don't know. It'll be interesting. Th- I, I think it'll probably perform about the same. Yeah. Um, I think, honestly, it'll probably be perform slightly worse, but not significantly worse, because there are going to be some people who are put off by the fact that FF7 Remake is actually a remake as opposed to just a remaster. Um, yeah. Like, to the point of... At the end of FF7 remake, it has been fully it has been fully and firmly established that they are now off script. Yeah. Well, personally, that, like I, yeah. personally, I think it would be kind of I don't know. It, it would be almost um, it would be almost uh, bordering on silly to put so much time and resources and effort into something that's just a remaster. You know. Yeah. Like, I, like I, if I'm, you're not doing yeah. anything different like or creative about it then mm-hmm. it's like what's the point in my opinion like i, I don't yeah. disagree that you're you are you are right just i i very much get the feeling that you're that we're gonna have a few people who like me um are off put by the fact that they're essentially like they're they are they're, they're throwing out the established story and telling and and telling a, a new version i'm gonna be significantly irritated when Aerith th- survives <laughs> because you know they're going to not kill her this time. I don't know. We'll see. And it's just going to really piss me off. I, I was thinking more along the lines of just, um, just like how the game plays and stuff, and how they like interpret mm-hmm. like the gameplay and direction of the game. I didn't necessarily yeah, well, changes to the story. I mean, I guess. We'll the, yeah. See what what goes. I'm referring to is is the story changes. Like updating the gameplay. Sweet, excellent. But at this point, they have literally gotten to the point where they said, um. The story that you are expecting that you that you are familiar with is not going to be the story anymore. Well, that's just weird to me because then it's is it even really the same game if it's changed enough? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, and that's why I think there's going to be issues. Um, that's why that's why I don't honestly think that the that the next one's going to. Uh, I think it's going to sell just about as well as the first one did. Maybe yeah. and probably honestly a little bit worse. Because there's gonna definitely gonna be some people who are not happy with what they did to the story. Well, that's gonna be weird for fans to discuss because then people are gonna be like, "Oh well, you know, <laughs> based on if they played the new game or not, and if they did, if they liked it or not." People are gonna have a completely different understanding of what actually happened or what one may consider canonical or whatever yeah. when it comes to <laughs> those characters and events. Or of course, so you can be like me and think that Final Fantasy VII is overrated and not care. Well, it's, I mean, it's entirely possible to believe both of those things are true at the same time. I, right. I think it's overrated, but I still think it's a great game. And I, I could still potentially yeah. play the new one and think the story changes are dumb. Um, I don't care enough to really, like, I know I didn't rush out and buy a PS4 or anything, you know, like, I'll play it at some point, probably, just because I yeah. like Final, 
Final Fantasy franchise in general, but there's no urgency to it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not invested enough in Final Fantasy in in Final Fantasy VII to like. If you like the game, fine. I I don't want to be the per that that I don't want to be the guy who says you know how dare you have fun liking something I don't like. But I I could I could give a damn. Yeah, yeah. Don't have wrong fun. Yeah, as long as everyone's consenting, there is no such thing as there's no such thing as having fun wrong. But yeah, I'm not just talking sexually there. Like you want you you want to start a fight club, go for it. Just you know. Everyone has to be down for for being in fist fights. Everybody's got to be okay with that. <laughs> also, don't talk about it. <laughs> and also, don't talk about it. Right, because that's first and second. I'm reminded uh, of the uh, of the XKCD um, comic. The first rule of Tautology Club is the first rule of Tautology Club. <laughs> God, that movie is 21 years old now. What? Oh, uh, that movie that we're not supposed to talk about because Fight Club. Yeah, I mean, how are people supposed to review that movie, huh? Do that. Uh, um. So this is our last episode for the year for 2020. Um, we'll be coming back in probably mid to late January 2021. Um, typically we like to take some time off around uh around Xmas and New Year's and Solstice and Yule and whatever else you want to celebrate. Kwanzaa, yeah, happy Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Yulstis. yep, <laughs> Festivus, yeah, and Festivus, yep, around the Yuletide. So yeah, okay. short and long. It's, what, it's why we say Happy Holidays is because there's more than one. Yep, but there's also nothing wrong with just saying Merry Christmas if that's. It's also true. Yeah, yeah, like oh, like yeah, I'm I, I, I will I will happily wish people a Merry Christmas as well, but. Uh, but until I know, yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah, typically I don't volunteer a Merry Christmas. I... I'm I'm consistent. I don't get, I don't get butt hurt about Happy yeah. Holidays, and I don't get butt hurt about Merry Christmas. Yep. Well, see, Christmas is your is your holiday, and mine mine is Yule. So you know, uh... so regardless of what an individual practices, That's it is uh, if you're an American, it's it's a federal holiday. It just is. Right. Yeah. It's true. It's true. So yeah, but you know, and I don't know. I'm glad this year's done. Yeah, well, it's getting close. Yeah. Well, from all from from our family to yours, we wish you a very happy rest of your 2020. Right. Happy 2020 is ending, everyone. Yes, right. exactly. You made your saving you said you made your saving throw so far. Yeah. <laughs> and may 2021 be a damn sight better than the, than the other one than the old one. Right. Yeah, which honestly, that that is that is a toast that I would drink to, regardless of whether or not the year was bad. But it really rings true in a bad year. Yeah, it does. So it does. This has been Neil, the one true Ben, and Mike, and we will talk to you next year on Geek Fanthology. See if I can get Craig to leave. Yeah, go home, Craig. You're done. Not drunk, just done. Is that party guest that just can't take the hint? Uh, it helps if I don't put that in, this, in the episode ideas uh, chat. <laughs> that would... This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letters F and U and the number 2020. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, leaving us a comment, liking, commenting, subscribing, hitting that bell for notifications, all those things that help build the algorithm. 
If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider making a one-time donation on our website um, at www.workingtheoryproductions.com or a reoccurring one at Patreon at patreon.com slash workingtheory. A final thought. 